Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I am very excited to be here with you. It has been a super busy week. It was a very busy weekend, but that is okay. It was all good. It was filling. It was exciting. It was good. So I hope that your weekends were the same, hopefully a little more relaxing than mine was. <laughs> if that red live is at the top of your screen, you've got us live, so feel free to chat in and say hi. If that live is not up here, then you've got us on replay, and that's perfectly fine, hashtag replay. Let me know that you are watching this on replay, and I will get the comments. If not, happy Monday. I'm excited, like I said, to sort of dive into this you can have it all mentality that the world has not only for uh, our everyday life, but also how it relates to our health and fitness. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the fact that it's Pride Month. This month, I've been getting emails and messages and texts um, about that from a lot of you in this group. So I'm going to go over my stance and I've been studying my Bible on it for where we are there. Um, and then we'll all come together. But first, of course, I'd love to pray for us. So Lord, I just thank you for these women. Um, thank you for surrounding me with just this group of uplifting, encouraging women who love you, Lord. Father, thank you um, for allowing us to live in a country that we can openly worship you. Father, thank you for um, forgiving us for our sins. Thank you for picking us up when we fall short. Thank you for carrying us when we can't walk any further. Thank you for giving us the strength to get through times we didn't think we could. And thank you for showing us your glory on those mountaintop moments that we have. Father, I ask that you will speak through me, Father, to these women. I don't know particularly who this message is for, but um, Lord, just lift and encourage. Father, remind these women that they are so much more than they give themselves credit for as we do all the different things. Remind us that the most important thing is that we get on our knees and we worship and we praise you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, your grace, and your love. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, good morning. Um, we are going to be talking about this have it all mentality and how it really is everywhere in society. But first, I wanted to talk about um, our Pride Month questions that have been coming through. And I'm assuming if I'm getting multiple questions, that many of you probably have the same questions of what's your stance? on this um, and maybe um, you've seen some posts in the group and that's perfectly fine. I do want to um, just reiterate that the group is for faith and health and fitness and growth. So we're here to love and encourage each other, right? And pray for each other. But I've been praying on this word and meditating on this word and I've taken some notes for what I've come with. So I'm gonna be looking down, I'm not, good at always <laughs> remembering everything. Um, but my heart is in for prison ministry and I was set up to be working there and then COVID hit last year and 
working with the women that are imprisoned. And it got me thinking how all of our sins are like that, right? We're not physically maybe in jails or in jail cells, but we are emotionally and maybe we are mentally and maybe we're stuck in shame and regret and uh, self-hate and all of these other things that the devil throws at us. So even though we're not physically chained how Paul was or how these women are that I wanna preach to in prison, I'm still going in there to give them love and hope of Jesus. I'm not going in there because I agree with their sin that got them there. I'm not going in there because I'm like, good job, um, you did great. No, I'm going in there from a place of love that Jesus showed me a sinner that didn't deserve it, that doesn't deserve to be in his church and worshiping him, that doesn't deserve to be surrounded by his angels and watched. That same love that he showed me, I am showing them. And judgment and condemnation is not my job. That's uh, God's. I'm trying to bring the love that Jesus showed me to others. My job is not to be perfect. My job is not to be uh, a Pharisee, right? Jesus condemned those people for being hypocrites. I don't wanna be the one that Jesus is condemning because I'm pointing a finger at someone else's plank without really looking at my own, right? So whether that is choosing who you marry, whether that is um, coveting, whether that is cheating on your spouse, whether that is spending beyond your means or gluttony or self-hatred or any of those things, it's all a sin in God's eyes. My sin, just because it didn't land me in jail, is no better than theirs, right? We're not like on a scale of one to 10 sins, right? Well, you did that one. No, I'm in chains in my heart. I'm in chains in my mind from things that I did. All I need to do is bring Jesus love. God deals with the rest. That is too much to be on my shoulders to say, well, you know, you really shouldn't be. And I don't understand, but that makes no sense to me. Uh, that's not that's not my job to do the other thing is i can't hold non-christians to christian standards how am i supposed to bring the love of christians now we are christians in this group so i'm gonna get a little bit real here we're all christians so i'm gonna hold you to a different standard than i hold someone who doesn't know jesus i cannot hold them to the same standard that I'm holding Sarah to. Sorry, Sarah, you commented, so I'm, I'm using your name. I'm going to hold her to a different standard. There's a different standard you take when you say, I am dropping the ways of this world and living for Jesus, right? And this sort of goes into the you can have it all. In your fitness, you cannot eat cake every meal, every day, or fast food all the time and not work out and get your dream body. But there are these claims like, oh, just take these pills and just do this and just do that. And you can have it all. You can't. 
And we can't have it all in Jesus either, right? We have to lay some things down too and be like, that's you, God. This is not me. I'm going to do what you called me to do and not anything else. I want to follow the example that Jesus set forth of love and caring and sitting with the prisoners and sitting with the sinners and sitting with the debt collectors uh, and sitting with people who are married to other women, women married to women, men married to men, men that want to be women. I want to sit with them and show them the love that restored my heart so that it can restore theirs. And it's not from a place of condemnation. I was not restored from Jesus being like, you're a horrible wife, Heather. You were not being a good servant to your husband. You made too many mistakes. Look at you. You're just a pile of trash. I, I don't understand why you did that. Could you imagine if that was how Jesus spoke to us and how God spoke to us? No one would be a Christian. I wouldn't want to come into that. Be like, yeah, this sounds like fun. It sounds like, you know, a bunch of hate. That's not it. That's not us. Is, job, is God's job to judge? Yes, and he will do so fairly and justly, but it is not mine. Mine is to live to a different standard, right? I don't want to be the Pharisees that Jesus criticized. I am not perfect, so I'm not going to call out others not to work on Sundays, not to lift a finger, not to sin. I am, I have like twice... <laughs> in the last five minutes sinned right how am i supposed to hold anyone else to that standard of oh you shouldn't do that sin but i'm gonna go ahead and do mine that's not what we're called to do my judging is making me sin my judging makes me a sinner right that's i'm not called to judge everyone's sin looks different um and my job is to look at the own, my own plank in my eye and not judge the length of someone else's plank in theirs. Just because they choose to be a lesbian or to be gay or to be trans is their choice. I'm not going to judge that against me. And I shared this with someone too. I was a, a horrible not good person before I came into Christ. And I'm still, I'm not perfect. I slip up every day and it's by the grace of God that I wake up and have breath in my air and he gives me another chance. We need to show that love to others too. So I just want to, um, to, to just cover that and, and give my stance on it that I am going to love them. My best friend, is gay my cousin's gay and if one of my kids decided that they were going that route i wouldn't just say well i'm not going to love you anymore because your sin looks different than mine that's not my job that's god's job to take care of that mine is to love them and mine is to care for them and mine is to show them that jesus can change hearts and restore and fill that hole what what no human can do right what no food can do like us filling our god-sized heart our god-sized hole in our heart with brownies is really no different we're trying to feel something that only god can provide for us yes 
Dana, it's so hard not to be a hypocrite, especially in this day and age when everybody is for everything, right? Everyone is for everything. And this is going to transition me into the you can have it all. Everyone is for everything and it's, it's, everything's, it's fine. Everything's good. We can't be for everything, right? Uh, if we're for everything, then we're not against anything. I'm not going to be for the devil, right? I'm not going to try and make his will be done on this earth by doing all the things God called me not to. And a lot of times I've talked to a lot of people this week too, the devil's voice is loud. The world is loud and it's constantly screaming at us. And that's what we tend to pay our attention to. There's a loud noise in our neighborhood. We look, we're like, oh, what is that? There's a loud bang, fireworks, you know, anything like that. Things that are loud, we turn our attention to. We get off focus. God's whisper is quiet. And we should be searching for those quiet moments to get in touch with him. Because the loud noises are going to be there to distract us. And it could be pride month. It could be infidelity. It could be anything that you can imagine, right? It, whatever hiccup comes and you go, oh, it could be judgment. It could be any anything like that. We can turn and be like, ooh, you know what? I am going to judge that. And guess what? When we're interacting with the devil's loud voice, we're, we're doing his work. When we're interacting with that and we're being cruel and our heart isn't being kind, we're spreading not Jesus' love. We're spreading the devil's hate and his rhetoric that he wants done here. In turn, we need to recognize that the devil is what's being loud, right? So Dana, you understand, it, Dana's not going to not love her brother or her cousin because their sin looks different than hers or because my sin looks cleaner and neater and I can keep mine in a package and inside because you can't see me silently judging you, right? But that's what the devil is going to interact with. If we recognize that the loud noises typically are coming from the world or coming from the devil, we can calm it down, we can assess the situation and guide our minds and our eyes back to the quiet whisper of what Jesus is calling us to do, of what God is speaking over us. He will deal with that loud noise. He's dealt with everything, he's won it all. So what makes us think he's not gonna deal with that noise? He will deal with it. Our minds have to be focused and fixed on Jesus. That's what he calls us to, to the quiet voice of God. That's what I want to be called to, the quiet voice. So how this relates to health. I know we did a lot of uh, chit chat back and forth, but I was speaking earlier about how you can eat all the pizza you want and still lose 15 pounds and you can still uh, go out and drink with your friends and do whatever and still lose all the weight that you want and still be a size six. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you cannot have it all. And when we accept Jesus, 
we cannot have it all either. We have to shed what the world is telling us to be. We have to shed those loud voices from the devil that are telling us to judge and be mean and condemn and speak hateful words. Our tongues are powerful, but our tongues in this generation are also the words we type online, right? The words that we type, that's our speaking. And that holds value too. Typing the mean things is just as hurtful as saying them out loud because I'm reading your words in my mind through a voice. And that voice isn't from a place of love typically, right? I'm, all, I'm already doubting myself. I'm already criticizing myself. I'm already putting myself down. So when I read words like that, I hear it in my head and then it goes on replay. So what are you typing into the world, especially in this digital age? Not only what are we speaking for each other, but what about the people that aren't Christians yet? who are watching what we say and what we do and how we interact. So on the health side, you cannot eat everything and still get your goals. You are going to have to sacrifice. And it's going to be hard to pick out and say, I am choosing not to watch four hours of Netflix. I'm only gonna do three and one hour is my workout time now. I'm gonna sacrifice one hour and then I'll still have three for that. And my Saturdays, I'm going to have to sacrifice an hour of veggie out time to plan out my meals and think about what I'm going to fuel this body that God gave me. I'm going to have to sacrifice something to get what I want. The reason we're not elevating is because we think we can have it all. We think, oh, we can do it all. We can have it all. Everything's fine. I'll just do this then. Does not work that way. Same in faith. We cannot say, oh, I'm gonna do everything that the world is doing and still have Jesus. We're not going to grow as Christians that way either. Sarah, you're so right. She said, um, this is what we teach our kids not to judge. I feel the most hypocritical when I'm teaching the love of Jesus to my kids because I'm like, oh my gosh, like you should love each other, forgive, share. Just because they don't share the same values as you doesn't mean that they can't be your friend. Doesn't mean that you should push them off the swing set. You shouldn't do those things. My kids never push someone off a swing set, but you know what I mean, right? We teach them these things, yet we do much worse than pushing someone off a swing. We hurt them with our words, and we hurt them with our actions, and we hurt them with our silence, and we strategically play mind games. How is that any better than physically hurting someone? Honestly, there are some times, there are some things that people do to me, or even over this weekend that people have said to me, and I will say, God, I would have rather been punched in the face. <laughs> I would have rather been hit because now those words, because of how I process, those words play in my head for much longer than a bruise lasts, right? I'm going to get over the black eye and be like, well, I guess they were really mad. 
or I'm going to get over the jab much quicker than the words that I'm going to replay in my mind over and over again. Before you speak, I want you to remember that you could be talking to someone like me who's already feeling low and is already feeling wiped out and like, God, I, I don't know if I can go anymore. Those words will go into their head and stay there and convince them that they're not enough. Let your words be encouraging and come from love and tame the strongest, most powerful muscle in your body, which is your tongue. Dana agrees that she's saying, oh my gosh, it's so hard when you're teaching your kids one thing, yet you just did another, or you're just thinking another, right? God didn't call us to have it all. Even in the beginning, Genesis chapter one, Adam and Eve, we're here, right? Actually, I guess it's not chapter one because he had to make everything first, but Genesis, right? Adam and Eve, he goes, you can have this, but not these two trees. You mustn't eat from these two trees. Because if we have it all, it's too much for us to handle. It's too much for us to navigate. It's too much for us to try and balance. That's not what we do, right? We are to have this that he gave us, but not that which is meant for him. That's, that judgment is meant for him. That uh, figuring out who gets into heaven and who doesn't, that's not for me. That's for him. That's for him to know. So he even told Adam and Eve, you, cannot, you can't have it all. And for some reason, especially, and I see this a lot with any of my nutrition teachings or my fitness teachings, you look so much at what you're losing versus what you're gaining. Good morning, Heather. Eve was so focused on the apples and the fruit that she couldn't have that she neglected to look around at everything else that God said, go enjoy and go be fruitful and, and rule it. You and Adam rule over it. She got so focused on the what you can't. So that's what happens in our fitness and nutrition too. We go, oh, I can't have candy or dessert every night. That's what I tell my kids, <laughs> right? But for me, I'm like, ooh, I did well. It's time for whatever I sweet treat for myself. We can't have it all. And instead of me saying, I fueled my body really well today and I can have something on Saturday. That's the day I'm planning to treat myself, I go look at Monday through Friday, look at all those nights I didn't get to have dessert. Same thing with fitness, and we view it as time away and a punishment to our body instead of a growth of our body, and we go, oh, look at all this time I have to spend at the gym. Heather is one of my clients, she will tell you, um, I will not make you spend four hours in the gym. So instead of looking at the 45 minutes or hour that I have you there, you focus all your energy on that and not on the 23 other hours in the day, right? We're like, this is gonna be the worst, this is gonna be the worst, and we waste four more hours or more of our day stressing out the hour we're spending there, and now 
we've lost those four hours of joy because we're only focused on the thing we don't want to do. And we've lost our entire week, in my food example, of happiness and joy because we're choosing to think, oh, I have to wait until Saturday. These days are a wreck. I say this because I've been there too. I still struggle with this mentality, right? I'm still like, ugh. I get stuck there too. And maybe it's not so much about food or fitness for me anymore, but it is about other things. I had so much work to do this weekend, but I had a carnival that I planned at church that I needed to run. I had um, an event on Saturday uh, that I had to do. And Friday night, I gave up the weekend already. I was like, my weekend shot, look at this, like I got all this to do. I didn't see the beauty in what I was doing in that moment. I said the weekend was done before it even began. And my husband called me out on it too. And I was like, you're right. Like that's my mindset that I struggle with. And that's why I teach it so much in my course because your mind is so powerful. And once you see that your body can override what your mind is thinking, you get strength. Same when, it, when you're lifting, I always go to bicep curls, I need to do something else. When you're lifting a weight and your body says stop, or your mind says stop and your mind says go one more, you're like, oh my gosh, I can do one more. My body is capable of full of more than what I'm telling myself. I am able to love more than I thought. I am able to accept more than I thought. I am able to still have my weekend and still be busy. And you know what I would have missed had I been consumed and stayed in that place Friday night and even in Saturday was the beautiful gift that we had um, child baptisms yesterday. And that's why we had this family day at church afterwards. And it was hectic and crazy and vendors were late. And I was trying to organize all of this stuff. I was up to here or here and anxiety because things weren't how they were supposed to be or blown up when they should have been or where they should have been going. And what I would have missed if I stayed in that spot was the fact that an eight-year-old chose to be baptized, brought her entire school, like her class, her teachers, her principal and everything. And her teachers dedicated their life to Jesus in that service because she brought them to her baptism. They wouldn't have been there for any other reason. Two more of her friends decided to dedicate their life to Jesus too. That's what this is about. Not about the stress of things blowing up. Not about whether you're married to another woman or another man. Not anything else except bringing the love and forgiveness that Jesus gave me, a sinner who didn't deserve it, to other people. And if this eight-year-old can do it from her faith, I want that. That's what I want. I want faith like that to say, I love Jesus. Come with me to church. Come with me to see what he did to me. Come, just come. I'm not gonna judge you. I don't care, none of that. She didn't pre-qualify these people before coming to church. She didn't say, well, my teacher might be Jewish and that teacher might be Catholic and 
this one doesn't believe in God. She didn't go through and start making lists. She just said, I'm inviting everyone. And look at the miracle that happened from her faith. What miracles are we missing out on spreading to others? Because instead of spreading our joy and our faith, we're spreading our judgment in people's faults, right? We all have them. It's not worth it. We're not called to have it all. Walking with Christ means that we have to sacrifice things. We have to sacrifice the judgment thoughts. We have to sacrifice giving the devil our full attention over God. We have to sacrifice that we're not our old self. We don't have to carry that shame with us anymore. Same thing with your health. When you decide to make a healthy journey, that's why I preach so much that you need to be in this with someone. Because there's going to be times that come up and you go, oh, I'm done. Uh, clearly, this isn't working. This isn't working. You need someone by your side saying, stand up. You got it. It's good. We can keep going. You're, you're not alone. Also, someone to say, do you need that right now? <laughs> That's typically me. My husband would be like, do you need the whole pan of brownies? Or can you just get by with one? <laughs> do you need dessert every night? I thought you said we were giving that up. We need that accountability in a loving way, right? Not in a condemning way. Because I'm telling you not to have dessert every night doesn't mean that I'm out here enjoying dessert and I'm gonna rub it in your face every night. Yes, I'm at the gym and typically I enjoy it because it's my stress relief, but I know the majority of people don't like it. So I'm not going to be like, look at me, I'm happy you should be like me. No, I want you to do something you love. And if it's not what you love, I want you to do something you least hate in the gym to honor your body. Sarah, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Um, it was, uh, it was a, great, a great day. But we do have to give things up. We have to sacrifice for Christ and we have to sacrifice for our health. We cannot, and society tells us, have it all. We cannot judge it all. We cannot do it all. We're not God. <laughs> So stop telling yourself that you need to do it all yourself. That's not what God said, not what Jesus wants for you, not what we should do. And especially with the judging of others, right? We're not meant to go around picking out everybody else's sins and where they fall short. I've got enough of my own that I need to work on before I start calling out everybody else. I'm gonna work on me first and my heart and make sure it's aligned with what God wants before I go say, all right, Sarah, we're going to work on the brownies today. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. You're the one I'm picking on the most. I don't know if brownies are your thing or not. They're mine. Uh, all of my clients know that because I talk about it all the time. It's not like I am immune to having to sacrifice and give things up for what I want. I have to sacrifice because I want to get into heaven. I want to do good for my father, right? And I sacrifice things here on earth too because I want to be healthy and treat my body with respect and not fill it with a ton of junk so that I'm weighed down and tired and exhausted and I can't 
put up a carnival because I'm too tired from all the food that I ate that my body can't digest. I don't want that. I want to treat it with respect. So yeah, I have to sacrifice some of those yummy treats every night or fast food all the time. So I never want you to come into this group and feel like you are going to be condemned. You are not. There's a prayer button now um, in the group. So like right up where you would be making a discussion or asking a question, there's a, a prayer one. And I never want someone who's struggling with something to be afraid to push that button in here or send a message to me because they think that their sin is worse than others and they're going to be condemned. They should feel safe here, ladies. Your sins are no worse than mine. I don't care what it is. Whether you're struggling with your sexuality, whether you're struggling with infidelity, whether you're struggling with judgment mindsets, whatever it is, it's no better than mine. And it's nothing that God hasn't seen and that God can't redeem. But I want you to know that you can come here and you will be prayed and it will be safe. That it's not going to be an attack. Well, you should just blah, blah, blah. No, we will. And I will, if nothing else, pray for you. So that was just very heavily on my heart, especially with all the messages I was getting this weekend. I hope um, that it was helpful. I hope it spoke to someone. Um, I know God worked a lot through me um, from preparing for today's live about this. Um, I do want to shout out all of my new ladies starting the Methodized Mom today. Um, there is still two openings, so if you do want to start, we would start you up next Monday. If that's something you're interested in, we're going to cover all of your mindset, nutrition, and your movement all together in a God-centered way to really balance out how we think about uh, ourselves, how we think about God, how we think about food, and how we think about fitness and, and moving into your life. So thank you ladies for being here. Again, you can use that prayer button if you need prayer without fear of judgment from me and without fear of judgment from anyone else in this group because we are all struggling with something, whether you see it in physical chains, in physical prisons, or mental and heart ones. Thank you, ladies. Have an amazing rest of your Monday. Um, if you got something from this, please let me know. I need a little uplifting. <laughs> I'm not going to be bashful on that. It's been a long, long few days. So hopefully you got something from this. And if you did, please let me know um, so I get a little strength to continue on too. I do need a little. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome rest of your Monday. And I'll talk to you soon. Love you all.